Welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy Podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, I hope your week is going really, really well. In today's episode, we're going to be chatting all about getting to the root cause of skin issues, including acne, dermatitis, eczema, and psoriasis. These conditions have differences, so you might be wondering why I've bunched them all together. But there are definitely a lot of commonalities when it comes to the root cause of all of these skin conditions, and that's what we're going to be getting into in this episode. So we're going to be chatting about how our gut health and skin health are connected, what the research says about the role of our microbiome in skin conditions like acne, eczema, and psoriasis, the key nutrients and foods to support your skin health, and how you can actually get to the root cause of your skin issues with nutrition, lifestyle, and functional lab testing when that's needed. Before we get into the episode, I want to let you know about Collagen Switch from Switch Nutrition. I'm a huge fan of collagen. It's something I personally consume every single day. Collagen is actually a type of protein, and it's the most abundant protein in the human body, and it's the main building block of our skin. Collagen supplementation has been shown to improve skin hydration, elasticity, and wrinkles. And Collagen Switch also contains vitamin C, which helps support our body's natural ability to actually produce collagen itself. You can add collagen to smoothies, coffee, or you can go for my favorite, the rich chocolate flavor, which you can use to make delicious, healthy hot chocolate. Head to Switch Nutrition's website to get your hand on Collagen Switch and use the code HIGHVIBE to get 10% off. Now, I'm sure if you're listening, you probably might have one of these skin conditions, but I'm just going to define them now so that we have a bit of an understanding of what's what as we move through the episode. So when it comes to eczema and dermatitis, there can be a little bit of confusion there. But in Australia, these terms are used interchangeably. So I'm going to be using them interchangeably in this episode. Atopic eczema or dermatitis is basically an exaggerated immune response to substances in the environment. So that could be your hand cream, your laundry liquid, or it could be something internal as well that's driving that eczema or dermatitis. So around a third of all kids have eczema or dermatitis, which is absolutely insane. And around 16% of the adult population have it as well. Now let's touch on psoriasis quickly. So psoriasis is actually an autoimmune condition. So it can present kind of similarly to eczema, but it is different in that it is autoimmune in nature. So an autoimmune condition is basically when the body attacks itself. And in this case, the body's own immune system is actually attacking skin cells. So psoriasis occurs in around two and a half percent of the population. So it's definitely less common than eczema or dermatitis. Now we'll touch on acne, which is different again. So acne is due to blocked oil glands and hair follicles. And in young people, so people aged 15 to 25, around 85% of people deal with acne. And I think a lot of us expect that. And this does decline with age, but there still are a large proportion of people dealing with acne later in life as well. So for any of these conditions, most people receive topical treatments, which I find often don't work 
or they don't work for long. So they may help for a little bit and then you find weeks or months or even years down the track, they no longer work for you because they're topical. They're not addressing what's really going on. Or you may also have had internal treatments like antibiotics or Roaccutane. And some of these things can be really effective and some not so much. Same with the topical treatments. Sometimes they work for a while and then it doesn't last. For some people, they do work. For example, Roaccutane for some people is very effective in the long term, but it obviously does come with its risks. But there are other alternatives that may get you the same result without having those adverse impacts on your body on a whole and your gut microbiome specifically. So when it comes to our skin, it is external and we often think of it just in that way. So we have some sort of external issue like the eczema and we reach for those topical treatments. But our skin is actually our largest organ and it's very much connected to what's going on internally. So if the topical treatments aren't working for your skin issues, you need to go deeper. Let's chat now about the gut-skin axis and the skin microbiome. We have microbiomes throughout our body. The gut actually has the largest number of microbes, which probably makes sense. You'd probably expect that. And then next after that is the skin. So our skin has a microbiome as well as the gut. And imbalances of bacteria and increased levels of pathogens can occur in both the gut and the skin. And both of these dysbioses or imbalances can impact our skin and our skin health and drive these, you know, symptoms or those external results being the ac- being the acne, the eczema or the psoriasis. So we don't just want to consider that external topical side of things. We also want to understand what's going on internally as well. And we don't just want to think of the skin as just that external layer. We want to think of it as a community of microbes as well, which may sound a little unusual, but thinking of it in that way also changes how you actually support your skin health as well. And you can move away from these really harsh topical treatments that can actually destroy your skin microbiome and towards more gentle treatments that are specifically supportive of your skin microbiome. So that's not my area of expertise. We do have an episode on the skin microbiome on this podcast, which you can go and check out. We're going to be chatting more about the gut microbiome and how that influences our skin in this episode. Now, to really tie all these different skin conditions together, let's have a little bit of a look into some of the research on the microbiome skin connection. So both the skin and the gut microbiomes are linked in with all of these conditions. Let's start with psoriasis. Studies have shown that the gut microbiota associated with psoriasis patients significantly differs from that in healthy subjects. So that's really helpful information alone to see that there may be some patterns that are contributing to this susceptibility to psoriasis. There's a pretty interesting animal study which actually looked at staph and strep, which are two different pathogens found in higher levels in the gut microbiomes of these people with psoriasis. So this was an animal study that actually was in mice and the mice were given these pathogens orally, so by mouth. And by being given these pathogens, the staph and strep orally, that actually increased the inflammation of their skin and resulted in this psoriasis-like inflammatory reaction. 
And the conclusion of that study was that not just treating psoriasis externally, but also treating the gut microbiome could be a really key part in the future for addressing inflammatory skin conditions like psoriasis. And another thing to consider when it comes to psoriasis, being that it is autoimmune condition, is leaky gut as well. So there isn't a ton of research into this at the moment, but it's definitely something that I'd be looking at for any of my clients who are dealing with psoriasis. Now we'll have a quick look at eczema or dermatitis. So there was a really great review, which basically looks at a bunch of different studies. And that review found that most randomized controlled trials, which are really the highest quality trials, found that probiotics had a beneficial impact on dermatitis. So that is really showing us that having a probiotic can impact that, and that is through the mechanism of supporting the gut microbiome and the balance of bacteria in the gut. However, this doesn't just mean that you should go out and grab a probiotic. So firstly, not all probiotics are created equal. So you could be taking something that's poor quality and not really effective. And in that case, you could just be wasting your money. So definitely if you're going to go for probiotics, go for something high quality, practitioner grade, if you're able to. And if not, you can focus on the food forms of probiotics and prebiotics, which are also really supportive for our gut microbiomes. And you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck that way. And I do just want to quickly mention that the results of this study was over a long period of time. A lot of us really want a quick fix, but these results were seen over eight weeks and, you know, beyond eight weeks. So just taking a probiotic, you're not going to notice a difference in your eczema or your other skin conditions the next day. This takes consistency and commitment, but if it's actually addressing the root cause and going to get you to a good place, in my opinion, it's definitely worth it. Now we'll look quickly at acne. So there are clinical trials that have shown that oral probiotics, mainly from lactobacillus and bifidobacterium strains, which are the ones that we find in most common probiotics, resulted in improvements in acne. So that's pretty incredible as well. Same thing again, you don't need to rush out and grab a probiotic. And if you do, make sure it is high quality and practitioner grade and also focus on those food forms of probiotics and prebiotics to support your gut microbiome as well. So we can see that there's this connection between what's going on with our skin, whether it's acne, eczema or psoriasis and what's going on within our gut microbiome. As I said, we don't just want to go out and take a probiotic. That's not really what this is about. And what's going on in our gut microbiome is so much more than just whether we take a probiotic or not. It's about our stress levels. It's about what we eat on a daily basis. It's about the medications that we take. It's about so much more than just taking that probiotic. So we really want to consider this. Yes, you can consider taking the probiotic, but what are all those things in your life that could be either supporting your gut microbiome or taking away from your gut microbiome. That's what we want to really look at here. And that's what's going to get you results in terms of your skin health. Interrupting this episode for just a minute to let you know how we can support you. If you're struggling with frustrating gut symptoms like IBS, bloating or reflux, we're here to help. We have a range of options from an affordable self-study course to a VIP program with a high level of support. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe to learn more. 
And if you have any questions about the programs or which one is right for you, send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram handle is my name. That is F-R-A-N-D-A-R-G-A-V-I-L-L-E. And I would absolutely love to chat with you. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Before we get into addressing your root cause, I quickly want to touch on the gut endocrine connection. So our endocrine system is basically our hormonal system. So that includes, you know, all of our different hormones within the body because we've been talking about our skin and our gut microbiome and specifically when it comes to acne, I think it's really important to touch on the endocrine system and our hormones as well, because it's not just about the gut when it comes to acne, for example, it's a big part of things and we definitely want to look at that, but we also really want to look at what's going on with our hormones as well. So depending on your skin issue, hormones may be involved. And as I said, more specifically when it comes to acne, as opposed to perhaps psoriasis or eczema, although that can definitely be playing a part as well. So our stress hormones can play a big part in this. And this is definitely something that can be linked to psoriasis and eczema, and it often is. So chronically elevated cortisol, which is one of our stress hormones, leads to inflammation, which can lead to any one of these conditions. Then when we look at our sex hormones, that's what's, you know, very much linked to acne in a lot of cases. So for example, with PCOS, high androgens, for example, testosterone, DHEA, increase sebum production, which leads to acne. Estrogen dominance, which is basically excess levels of estrogen or excess levels of estrogen in relation to progesterone, also increases sebum production as well, which can also lead to acne. So we really want to figure out what's going on for you and what specific hormonal imbalance could be contributing to your symptoms. Because PCOS, estrogen dominance, these things are very different. We need to address them in a different way. This is why I really don't like one size fits all, for example, acne pills, because they're not addressing, okay, do you have estrogen dominance? Do you have PCOS? What's your specific problem? What's your issue? You need to address that in a targeted way. And a one size fits all is just not going to do it. So in this case, I'd recommend testing your hormones. The hormone test that I really like for this at the moment is the Dutch test. I do use some other tests as well, but the Dutch test looks at both your stress hormones and your sex hormones. So it tells us what's going on with your cortisol. What's that pattern like during the day? How could that be impacting your skin? And it also looks at your sex hormones. As I said, could you be tending towards estrogen dominance, excess levels of estrogen, or perhaps do you have those high androgens? Could that perhaps be pointing towards PCOS and could that be the root cause of your issues? So as I alluded to, we need to get to your root cause. It's not just a matter of taking a one-size-fits-all supplement for acne or whatever it is you're dealing with. And it's not all just about taking a probiotic. We need to figure out what's going on for you and what's actually driving your symptoms. So you might just have a little bit of an imbalance that could be addressed by high-quality probiotics. And if that's the case, that's great. But I do find that's very rare. And there's probably not so many of those people listening to this podcast. A lot of people I find have been dealing with these things for a while. So it's generally not these, you know, little bits and bobs like taking a probiotic that's really going to get you there. It really, you know, tends to need to take more of that root cause approach. So some root cause issues that can lead to these skin concerns include 
digestive issues like low stomach acid or a lack of digestive enzymes, gut pathogens like candida or parasites, or that staph or strep, which are things that I touched on just before, nutritional deficiencies like zinc or omega-3s, inflammatory food intake, and, you know, 80-20 approach, I always say that here, but excess intake of those inflammatory foods, excess alcohol consumption, certain medications, and also environmental toxins as well. So anything you put onto your skin or in your environment that can be driving these root cause issues. The good news is you're not stuck with problem skin, whether it's acne, eczema, psoriasis, aging skin, or anything else. Skin cells turn over pretty quickly. So you can nourish your body from the inside out and you can see a shift in these skin conditions that you're experiencing. So we are going to touch on lab testing towards the end of the episode, but a root cause approach isn't just about lab testing. It's also about building really solid foundations in terms of nutrition and lifestyle. So for example, we want to focus on eating a nutrient dense diet based on real food, as I'm always sharing about with you on this podcast. So we want to focus on eating plenty of veggies, healthy fats, and quality proteins. And I'm going to touch on some specific nutrients in a minute as well. We also want to focus on improving our digestive function and reducing our stress levels. I've covered both of these a lot on the podcast, so I'm not going to go into it here, but you get the gist. There are some foods that we want to look at avoiding as well. So yes, we want to focus on those nutrient-dense foods, but we want to avoid anything inflammatory. So there are some more broadly inflammatory foods like just processed foods in general, but there are also specific things that can drive these symptoms in certain people. So things that we more broadly want to avoid is refined sugar, artificial sweeteners, refined carbohydrates like pasta and bread. And there are exceptions to this. There are good quality versions of this that may not contribute to your symptoms. And also poor quality fats and oils, vegetable oil, canola oil, that kind of thing. We also want to look at the common allergens. So gluten, for example, can be a really big one in psoriasis and eczema and also acne as well. And dairy can increase acne in some people. And it can also be increasing psoriasis and eczema as well. So really gluten and dairy are good places to start in terms of just doing a bit of an elimination diet and seeing how your symptoms respond. When it comes to dairy, you may need to give it up altogether or you may find that some sheep's dairy or A2 milk is fine for you. Now we're going to look at some specific nutrients and foods that can support your skin health. So first up, vitamin A, and a lot of us are really concerned about vitamin A and we're warned about vitamin A, which means that we don't end up getting enough usually. So vitamin A from the diet really helps with skin. You don't just need to use it topically. And synthetic vitamin A is used really effectively in treating acne, psoriasis, eczema, and cold sores. What it does is it actually promotes cell turnover in the skin. So it prevents the formation of comedones that cause the common forms of acne. Vitamin A deficiency can cause dry skin and also keratosis pilaris, which is those chicken bumps that a lot of people experience on the back of their arms. And a lot of people think that that chicken skin is a genetic condition, but I've seen a lot of my clients introduce some of these vitamin A rich foods, not overdoing it, just having enough. And they've seen that chicken skin completely disappear. Foods rich in vitamin A include liver, cod liver oil, 
butter from pastured cows and egg yolks from pastured chickens. And you can supplement with cod liver oil or eat liver once a week, or you can have liver capsules as well. And of course, be sure not to do it, but if you're having a couple of liver capsules a day or cod liver oil in a moderate dose every single day, then you're most likely going to be fine. But you can always check in with your practitioner regarding this. Next, we have zinc, which is helpful for pretty much any skin conditions. So you can actually get a zinc test done to see whether you have a deficiency. Zinc helps our skin health in a bunch of different ways. So it helps with the proper structure of proteins in our cell membranes. It improves wound healing, including acne scarring or any scarring that you might have from eczema or dermatitis. And it also has anti-inflammatory effects and a bunch of other effects as well. It's really, really helpful in treating acne in particular and many other skin conditions, as I said, and supporting immunity. And it has, you know, a million and one benefits. And a lot of people are actually deficient in this. So as I said, might be worth getting tested from your GP to see if this is something that you're dealing with and could be at the root cause of your issues. So dietary sources of zinc include kidney, liver, beef, lamb, and oysters. Oysters are super high in zinc. And also plant foods as well. Uh, For example, pumpkin seeds are high in zinc. However, they are not as bioavailable, not as easily utilized in the body as those animal sources. Next, we have vitamin C. Studies have found that diets higher in vitamin C have led to a better skin appearance and less visible signs of aging. So it can prevent against UV damage. It helps retain moisture in the skin. And as I mentioned, it plays a role in the production of collagen, which is a protein that we need for our skin's makeup or stability. Dietary sources of vitamin C include dark leafy greens, broccoli, coriander, basil, and parsley. And we don't want to heat these things up too much because it can impact the vitamin C levels in those foods. Basically, if you eat a variety of colorful plant foods, you're going to be getting enough vitamin C. And if you're taking vitamin C in supplement form, make sure it's high quality, for example, liposomal, and you want some bioflavonoids in there, which are those cofactors for that vitamin C. Next, we have omega-3 fatty acids, which are anti-inflammatory and play a key role in managing inflammation in the body. Because of conventional farming and processed foods, Western diets tend to be a lot higher in the inflammatory omega-6 than the anti-inflammatory omega-3. This is one reason why food quality is so important. Conventionally farmed meat is actually higher in inflammatory omega-6 and lower in anti-inflammatory omega-3, whereas organic meat has a healthier fatty acid profile, having a higher level of omega-3. And omega-6 isn't bad. It is important to manage inflammation in the body, but we do want that healthy balance. And those poor quality foods, highly processed foods, tend to cause us to be out of balance with these fatty acids. So the skin health benefits of omega-3s include reducing inflammation, reducing acne, dermatitis, and psoriasis. It also protects against UV radiation and promotes smoother, younger looking skin. Dietary sources include fatty fish like sardines, salmon, tuna, and anchovies. And you can also take an omega-3 supplement as well, or a cod liver oil supplement, which I really like too. Next, we have collagen, which I touched on at the start of the episode. And collagen is really well researched in terms of how it supports our skin health. So it's really great for repair after damage of the skin. Food sources of collagen include bone broth, collagen powder, and gelatin powder. It's a little harder to get from food, so supplements can be helpful here. And 
last, but obviously not least, probiotics and prebiotics. So we want to focus on probiotics, perhaps in supplement form and also in food form as well, or just in food form. So probiotic rich foods include things like fermented foods, sauerkraut, kimchi, kefir, good quality yogurt that actually contains probiotics. These can be really supportive of our gut microbiome. And also, as I touched on before, we want to make sure that any probiotic supplements are high quality, so they're actually going to be beneficial. And then we also have prebiotics, which feed the beneficial bacteria in our gut microbiome. This includes things like garlic, onion, leek, root veggies. All of these things can feed our gut bacteria and lead to beneficial changes in the gut microbiome. You can also get prebiotic supplements as well, or supplements that are a combination of probiotics and prebiotics, which is great too. But I do find in terms of the prebiotics, if you're just eating a wide range of veggies, you're going to be doing a pretty good job of ticking this box. All of these things that we've covered can be really supportive and get you a really long way in terms of your skin health. But we also want to ensure that you're getting to the root cause. If these issues are chronic for you and not going away on their own or not going away from you just doing the basics of nutrition, maybe some probiotics and that kind of thing. So we have a couple of different options in terms of getting to the root cause of your skin issues, depending on what's going on for you. Gut testing is going to be helpful across the board, whatever you're dealing with skin-wise, whether it's eczema, psoriasis, or acne. So gut testing actually identifies any dysfunction in the gut, you know, exactly what's going on in terms of the function of your digestive system and your ability to digest food. It also looks at imbalances in your microbiome or gut pathogens that could be contributing to your symptoms and whether you have some degree of leaky gut that also could be contributing to your symptoms as well. So this is a stool test and it gives us such a clear picture of what's going on in your gut, which actually allows us to tailor your nutrition and supplement program to exactly what's going on in your body. And this is really effective in getting to the root cause of any of these skin issues. So I do have a gut testing package, which includes the gut test, an initial consultation with me and a personalized protocol based on your results. So it really walks you through this entire process. So you can head to the link in my Instagram bio to find out more about the gut testing package and feel free to reach out if you have any questions about that. And if you have acne more specifically, or you suspect that stress is playing a big part in your skin issues, even if that is eczema or psoriasis, then hormone testing is going to be a really great option for you. So hormone testing allows us to identify what's going on for you, whether it could be estrogen dominance or PCOS, as we've spoken about, and whether those things are actually driving your acne and at the root cause of your acne. This is something that we do with one-on-one -on -one clients. So I really like the Dutch test for this because it looks at both our sex hormones and our stress hormones as well. But you can test those things individually and that can be a little bit more inexpensive as well. So again, if you have any questions on hormone testing, feel free to reach out to me as well. So I hope you found this helpful. I hope this has given you a little bit of insight into how what's going on in your body, inflammation and your gut microbiome could be contributing to any skin issues that you're experiencing. And you now know about some of the key nutrition and lifestyle factors that you can use to support yourself. 
and when might be the right time to consider functional lab testing to get to the root cause of your skin issues. If you have any questions about this at all, or you'd like to reach out in relation to any of the lab testing we've covered in the episode, feel free to get in touch with me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is just my name, Fran Dargaville, and I'll pop that link in the show notes as well. And yeah, that's about it. Have an awesome day and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.